Are we, so we're rolling? All right, well, welcome to Cookie Profits. Where we talk about cookies and profits. And profits. We gotta get better at that intro. We were so good the first few times. Well, it was good. Oh, we want to say it at the same time? Well, that was how we always did it. All right, we but can it try was, it again. It was just, it just happened. Yeah, let's hold hands and do it. So today we're joined by business friends from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Fontana Candle Company. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, state your name and purpose. <laughs> yeah. My name's Eric Roaring. <laughs> and your birthday? 61384. Okay. Katie Roaring, do you want my birth date? Yep. Four twenty nine eighty nine. That's uh, next week. Eighties. Wow. Eighties yeah. babies. How old are you? When were What's you your born? Birthday? Uh, ninety three. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel old. Wow. His birthday was like yesterday. Yeah. It was Rough. yesterday. Two thousand one. No, I'm kidding. Ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ninety six. You're two thousands. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Trinity is 2000, so she always knows what year she is. Yeah, my she sister's is. 2002. Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. Do you remember Y2K? Yes. What happened? Oh, I mean, the world I remember. was going like, to end. Do I remember the, the, the hubbub? Yeah. yeah, the world was yeah. going to end, remember? The world's always going to end. <laughs> it's true. But the computers were going to roll over from 99 to 00, and we're not going to know what to do. The, that was based <laughs> off the Maya, Mayan calendar, I think, right? That's right. I think that was 2007 or something, wasn't it? Mm. I don't remember that. No, I don't know. Oh. There was an. I remember there was another one where the world was supposed to end again. Wasn't that Halley's Comet or something? I don't know. Was that 12? 2012? Oh, maybe that was the Mayan calendar. Yeah. What, what was the Mayan calendar date? Uh, I think it was like four or five years ago. Yeah. Wait, so I have a question. Do you run your business every day like the world's going to end? Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. No, I think we have a good 90 years. Oh, that's good longevity. Between 90 and 100. For the business or for life? <laughs> no, for the world. The world. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. won't be here anymore, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sage won't even be here by then, probably. No, exactly. So we're fine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're, starting, you're starting this off on a very low note. <laughs> no, it's positive. What do you mean? Everybody who's listening to this will not be here. That's right. Right. So that's positive. We'll be in a better place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Be in a place. Yeah. So. Oh, there's UPS. UPS is oh. here? Yep. Should Maybe we invite them in? Should we invite them in? He's actually kind of odd. His name's Lou. Lou? Lou? Yeah. He just opens the door, takes all Grab the packages, packages and, and closes and the door and leaves. Yeah. How many orders are you guys sending out today? Uh, I think we had 57, 58. Oh, nice. I don't know. I don't look anymore. Now that yeah. we have a GM, I don't. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you guys have a GM. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So why are you even working? I don't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should <laughs> we should actually get into it. All right, okay. guys, tell us about yourselves, your success, your income. Uh, your addresses and all of that. Thirteen ninety seven Arcadia Road. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, no, yeah. So yeah, when did Fontana start? So we started Fontana in 2018. Mm -hmm. We actually started playing with candles in 2017. We got a candle for Christmas, a name brand candle, and lit it and got splitting headaches and started doing some research on why that might be and well, you, found out. You did all this. Well. Not me. Yeah, okay. I thought you were crazy. Yeah. She thought I was crazy. I should show you our first iteration of our candle label. It was awesome. I did it in Canva for $39. Oh, wow. Yeah. In Canva? Uh, I think it was Canva. No, I think you paid for a stock. 
probably a stock something or another. Yeah. And then where did the name come from? Uh, so Fontana is my great grandfather's last name before he changed it when he got here from Italy. Uh, yeah, you changed it from Fontana to Fontaine to sound more American. Nice. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yep. Our first vessel was also like a fountain vessel, and Fontana is Italian for fountain. So it kind of fit perfectly. Man, that's deep. Yeah. But then, but then there's <laughs> I a, love that. There's a town in PA called Fontana. Yep. There is. And in California, and everyone always assumes that we're from Fontana, California. Yeah, we get a lot of DMs in. like, hey, I'm in California, too. And we're like, no, we're in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. People say that about Langster, too. People yeah, think yeah, California, California. Langster, yeah. California. Yeah. 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 Huh. yeah. Why do you get the fuzzy mic? Uh, I didn't have any more of those. Would you okay. like to switch? <laughs> no, I'm fine. It kind of tickles my nose. So. <laughs> um, so anyway, but in general, we actually just did a collaboration with them. You can see the candles right there. Um, I would say it's probably been the most successful collaboration we've done. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are selling it. How's it smell, yeah. Cam? It smells really great. It smells like fresh baked cookie. And, nice. I, and I'm just excited to have another product to like sell to sell to people, have the brand on people's countertops and stuff like that. That's all. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's I, not immediately consumed like a cookie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's so. been out for two weeks, two and a half weeks, mm -hmm. three weeks. Actually, three weeks if three it's weeks Friday. Yeah. yeah, we just what, poured another batch uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. What yep. has wow. what has the numbers been like in the last? I think three weeks? we've sold. Uh, f uh, we've probably sold just over five hundred of them now. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is crazy. So yeah, it's been it's huge. I yeah. think one of the nice things is one of our sweeter scents, which people mm -hmm. really like. Yeah. And everybody wants vanilla. Yep. So without having a strong vanilla base. That's yeah. why it was so popular. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep. Yeah. So you guys have, so you're, you're like made safe and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And you're basically don't get headaches with your candles and all that, which really started. And so our business startings and all of that stuff and how we thought about the process really was kind of the same way. We also wanted a cookie that didn't have like a bunch of crap in it. And well, I didn't really care, but my wife very much <laughs> didn't want me to be eating like Crisco based cookies. And same, same thing with you guys. I mean, it's like all about health. And so, yeah, Sarah's yeah. like very much like one of our customers. Like oh, she yeah. just fits yeah. like our customer. Oh, literally. Profile. I mean, yep. when I like met you at the, we, we won the same award together and that's how we really became like, I mean, I met you before that a little yeah, bit, yeah. but kind of st started talking more and more. Um, I was like, you told me about you and everything you did. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I go and sit down on my toilet, and there's one of your candles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I think I said he was screenshot. I'm like, I have your candle. Yeah, like, I had no clue, but yeah. well, my wife did. And so, and I think oh. she got introduced um, through her sister, too. So oh, that's a very natural based, you know, anti chemical, anti all. All well, that stuff. And we all started at the same makers markets. Yep. So we yeah. started at the same yep. Cravely Langster makers markets. And it was so funny because you guys were always the most popular stand. <laughs> and you would sell out oh, yeah. and then you would leave. And we were like, what the hell? What the hell? Slightly <laughs> <laughs> jealous. Or sweets or something. <laughs> we're in the wrong business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, and the key, even when we had other cookie companies and stuff there, we would always sell out. Yep. So, mm -hmm. like, and for us, our key, I think, really was. We didn't want to individually wrap them all. That was just lazy. <laughs> we were just like, but I think it worked because they had that perception of just like so fresh because they yeah. weren't wrapped. 
and they were just behind like this little. Yep, I remember yep. your yep. your. And it was just really like the cheapest setup we could ever like get. I like. But you were the board. last one there, and the first one out. Yep, last one. Well, that's what we that's went what we for. always just went for. Like these people setting up these huge, elaborate oh. stands. They were there for hours, hours like, setting up. Yeah. Why uh-huh. would you do that? And we, I mean, even like we're starting to do some events again, just because like we just feel like it'll be good to get mm-hmm. like. Lancaster's so big and people still don't know about us and so we're like not necessarily for profit necessarily but just just trying to get our like it's like free advertising well we've often said that about one of the things that we miss by not doing the markets anymore is that face-to-face interaction with our customer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we don't have a retail outlet like you guys do where you could observe people watching and interacting with your product yeah all of our stuff is online and we Mm -hmm. don't get to see people interacting we don't get to see people smelling our products hearing their feedback and that's something we really it's miss it's really like a market research group it is that we don't get anymore yep. yeah yeah 100 percent. and also for events i mean for you guys in the candle space especially around lancaster i feel like every there's like 10 20 like little candle mm-hmm. oh yeah they're they're a dime a dozen yeah. i know they everybody are. can make a candle yep. yeah but you yeah. guys found a way to stand out and differentiate yourself mm-hmm. for sure yeah i would say we're a wellness brand and yes. not a candle brand mm-hmm. and i think that was our key to success yeah so yeah yeah that's awesome not just another scented candle that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh like how did you guys get from like where did you start because they started in a small Small at home. Mixer. Yeah, I kind of cut you off when yeah. during your story. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, oh, that's fun." But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we started at home too. I I think I made a hundred and fifty different iterations of a wax formula before we figured out our formula. I couldn't. We we got tunneling. We got cracking. We got scorching. We got over flames. We got under flames. We had everything. It's candles are a science. Candles are like a science. It's a I science. Have zero yeah. background in chemistry. I always say I will never be outworked, and so I will. Yeah. I tested, 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 tested. And yeah. That's just kind of how we ended up where we were. Did everything at home, started in the kitchen, then moved down to the, the basement. basement. Yep. Then took we got, over the whole basement. Took over the whole basement. Then we had a little warehouse about five minutes from our house. In Mount Joy, yep. And then that got sold out from underneath us, and the people who bought it wanted our space. Our space so we moved back into the house, and... Outgrew it. Now we're here. Or sorry, now you're here. Now we're and here. And now we're out of space here. So yep. if anyone knows a commercial space, are you going to that over there? Oh, it's packed. packed. Is it? It's yeah. packed. Yeah, it's bad. How much? How much room? Like, can you do another? Like, can you get to ten million out of this? Building? No way. We did one point one last year out of here. We're budgeted two point one, two point two this year, and it's tight. It'll be really tight. We're gonna actually start manufacturing for fall in June. So our capacity is about three to four pots a day of pouring, which is just under a thousand candles. And my forecast for November, our business period needs eight pots a day. Is there is there an automation that you can you can put in? So the the one part that we're really working on automating is the labeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's pretty. Yeah, well, that would be our first big investment into an automated mm-hmm. line. Would you go Chinese or would you do local? So there's a local one. The problem would be is that our brand standard is that the front of the candle is lined with the plane of the wick. Parallel. Parallel to the wick. And we have to have a way that the labeling machine can orientate itself to the wick so that it is always lined up. 
Um, you should. That uh, should be just the uh, laser sensor. Yeah, and that's so we the guy in I think he's in Vermont or something like that. Yeah. They have one where they actually did something, not a candle, but something similar where it has to be aligned, mm-hmm. and it's a sixty thousand dollar machine. So oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's it. That's not bad. No, it's really not. But it's also twelve well, feet long, and we don't have the space for it in here. It's sixty thousand for the side yep. label, and then it's another sixty for the bottom label. Yeah. So if we want both labels done, it's one twenty. Yeah. What's your bottom? It's just a warning, warning sticker label. Oh, yeah. Can't you? Can you get that on the glass? Um, we could. You can mold that to the glass and save. Yeah, I mean, the sticker is three cents, and with another probably two cents in labor it probably doesn't justify having having it etched in the glass well but if you're gonna get if you're gonna start ordering like custom glass or something yeah if we did custom that'd be definitely worth looking into yeah Mm. yep definitely yeah that's awesome and then what about the pouring the pouring they do have machines to do it we have one of them we do have one it's better to just hand pour yeah it's actually better to hand pour how so uh it's a lot more efficient in the sense that from a speed standpoint. Yeah. So one of the ways they do it is it's called a hot fill, and it's actually timed so that it, if it goes too fast, it bubbles up and splashes, and so you need to do slow speed. I tried it once. Yeah, <laughs> see? <laughs> and so you have to go slower, which means, okay, to take to pour this candle out of the machine, it took about 15 seconds versus hand pouring where it takes about five so seconds. So how are the big, big conglomerates do it they'll they'll do nozzles and they'll have six seven nozzles at a time depositing Uh but somebody's still operating those nozzles they can but they also do have some some fully mechanized so it's possible oh very possible yep definitely it's just it's just probably yep we'll definitely need a larger space larger space and more money (laughs) yep more money always more money i mean it's so crazy like i think one thing that's unique about us both is we've both grown really quickly you know comparatively mm-hmm. and profited the whole way through mm-hmm. and which is like you were just reading about uh, liquid death they <laughs> they're selling water for like five bucks a mm-hmm. container well he's saying like 40 percent of their cost is freight which is stupid because <laughs> i don't know how, like like i don't know if they're just i don't understand their business yeah. but like that's if you're not if you can't profit with that i i just feel like i feel like there's this like in like the VC world, there's a, this like burn money and mm-hmm. grow quick mm-hmm. type of mentality, because it's all about like growth and market capital. But yep. like at the end of the day, you're selling water. Mm-hmm. Like, shouldn't you? If you have a good thing with what, if you're selling two hundred million dollars of water, I'd really want to profit like twenty five million. At least, more. I mean, if <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you said, right. you're doing two hundred million in water, but that means you're doing. 80 million in shipping which doesn't make sense because we Mm -hmm. ship stuff and it's like pretty cheap to get a container over here yeah (laughs) you're shipping water (laughs) and if you're spending 80 million on shipping our facility our 20,000 square foot facility is going to be like six with all the equipment and everything and do a watering thing to do a water filling facility and processing facility would be Probably at twenty thousand square feet would probably be around the same if you're fully automated. Sure. So my family used to own a spring water company, so I could probably get you some quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, there yeah. we go. So, but I don't know. Anyway, so it's it's super cool 
like to be with you guys because you also understand like putting money back in, but also needing to survive with what well, you make. Can okay. I say he's a cheap ass? So like I'm the marketer <laughs> and I have to run everything through finance, and he's a tough one I feel to you. get things by. I feel it you. Usually starts with a yeah. no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but and you'll understand this. Every idea is a twenty thousand dollar expense to start. To start, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a, it's a commitment of twenty thousand. Yeah, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's like, I have to really <laughs> sell things to you. Like you do. they have to have an immediate return, or uh-huh. he's like, no. Yeah, no. I mean, but that's I that, hear that. That's <laughs> the thing. So I am a, uh, you're an accountant, mm-hmm. which I wish I. Was oh yeah, here. what's your background? So I went to school for accounting. I uh, got my CPA. Worked for um, a major food company as an as a corporate accountant. Then got into trading and did hedging and risk management on the ice co- ice exchange and traded cocoa physicals and futures. Right. And really worked and understood on supply chain and procurement and risk management. So you know all about marketing. <laughs> I don't understand those conceptual. <laughs> well, it could be this or this, or someone could see it like this, but if it's that, it's like, no, two plus two is four. Right. <laughs> and well, I I come from uh, marketing. Actually. Yeah. Marketing, branding. I mean, I I did all, before Cam, Cammy B came along, did all our editing and like, I mean, I still do, we do have a, a designer now, but I'm, I still do a lot of our design, like I'm. Oh, I built those boxes. That was my doing. Beautiful. All that stuff. So I come from the creative and marketing side, but I've always come from a position of there is like, and I was telling Cameron this, like there is a code when it comes to marketing and when it comes to these things, there's a code. And the code in my mind is I spend a dollar, I get two plus dollars back. And that's how we grew our business is like, I spent a dollar, I got $7 back. And I found it took me like a long time to figure out that code. And, uh, but I figured it out. I became like the best, one of the best in the world at doing it. Um, and we grew as fast as we wanted to, or as fast as we could hire. Mm-hmm. Hiring was always our, like last year, even, we lost a ton of top line because we just couldn't get people hired. Mm. And automation with the COVID stuff in China, our equipment was stuck there. And so, but, so, but I understand marketing. I also understand top of funnel and how expensive top of funnel is and the real impact and the real impact of it not working, which is true. Yeah. How do you know it's not working though? Like I get the top of funnel thing and it's all sales, expensive, money in, but, money out. but you're not making a sale at the top of funnel, right? Right. So how do you know if it's not working? Well, it's just your, how do you know if it's not working? Yeah, if are you because because you the top the goal at the of the stage top of funnel right? that we're at, yeah, top of fun, anything top of funnel must be free. Okay, so free in a sense of like we pay Cameron, I mean we pay Isaac and Lauren, so we have payroll associated with top of funnel, but but and that's expensive, mm-hmm. but that's my top of funnel. So okay. like it and that's what where the code is right now. It's like. Going viral consistently on socials. So, like your top of funnel is all organic. Yeah. Is that the strategy? Mm-hmm. For yeah, top that's of the funnel? strategy for top yeah. of funnel. And Cameron 
wants, but Cameron wants to spend a hundred grand on the, on no other Cameron. things. So like what? No what Cameron. What am I trying to spend a hundred grand? UFC, uh, uh, media. Uh, yeah, but. I know he wants to go to Natural Products Expo East too. Natural Products yeah. Expo East. Um, we can go viral all day long. That's fine. But yeah. that, that doesn't directly convert to sales. Neither Do you see that. their relationship is but, our relationship? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does that, though. But I'm not going to just, like, pretend like everyone knows who we are in the world. So that's no why one knows I wanna, who we are. That's why I want to be the first sweets company to be involved with the UFC. And I agree with that. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we just need more money in. Write the check. <laughs> we just need more money in. No, and so we have a great opportunity with like UFC stuff, and and um, and we're gonna do that. Yeah, but we need more money in. Well, I don't think top of funnel is our problem then. But this is, a, I mean, it's about Fontana here. <laughs> yeah. Isaac, so do how you want a chair? <laughs> you want to go get that chair in their office? Go get it. Yeah, go get it. That's totally top, fine. <laughs> top, top of funnel. Anyway, the, but to, what what I'm saying is, yeah, you get as a as a cash flow business. You can't spend twenty grand on something top of funnel and a hope mm. and a prayer. So this is completely my ignorance in marketing. Uh-huh. So I've been hearing, I've been trying to read more and more about marketing and understand and learn a little bit more. And it seems like commercials are coming back more and more. You have like the lady doing the Lumi. You have like Doctor Squatch people. Uh-huh. Is a commercial a top of funnel that you would like pursue sometime? Like on TV or something? yeah, like a TV commercial or on demand. On That's demand. Doctor Squatch is on on demand. I think they're like mainstream. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so, yes, everything now is top of funnel. The only difference, basically, middle and bottom of funnel advertising has been dis- destroyed in the last, like, is that with the algorithm change thing in iOS with, with or whatever? The iOS update, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, the difference, the difference is, is I can track everything on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, I know exactly when to kill things. Mm-hmm. So, when my top my retargeting campaign, which is just like basically a top of funnel campaign, is working, I can turn it up because I, I every by the second I have that data, you know, using mm-hmm. Hyros or Triple Whale or something. Um, with ads, you don't know if it's working for like TV commercials and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But once you have the budget, it doesn't. It it it, it, it always works. Like eventually, people will always hear about you. Mm-hmm. Um, will the right people hear about you? It doesn't matter. Okay. It, 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 no longer can you control that. Like the having the right people hear about you, you can't really. Because that's not top of funnel them. anymore then, right? If they're your target customer, they've already seen you before. They yeah. know who you yeah. are. You're so down once, the funnel now. So the only thing that you can control is server side tracking now. So when somebody lands on your server, you can send that information back to Facebook and then put them in in a so like website somebody lands on your website yeah so you can like retarget them you can retarget them on the, once they're on their website but yeah, to okay. get the right people on the website is a challenge yeah okay so like yeah like we'll it we make like three hundred thousand off of like two hundred forty thousand people landing on our website from an e-commerce standpoint and okay. then you have retail that's why we're like retail is so valuable yeah because it it doesn't no longer matters if you are the right person or wholesale for you guys maybe mm-hmm. it no longer matters if you are the right person the barrier to entry is so low so have you played at all with your conversion like i look at our conversion rate online all the time mm-hmm. 
daily. Yeah. Have you done any conversion rates of people walking in your store? What's the value of a customer walking in? Do you, are you able to calculate what that looks like? Like our average order value? No, like if someone, so like I used to work at Best Buy and when I walked in at Best Buy as an employee, I had to walk in the exit oh. because they counted every mm. customer that walked in uh. and they looked at what the conversion was and at what the average spend of each customer walking in. Uh, that's interesting. So I couldn't walk in the entrance door of Best Buy. I had to walk in the exit so that didn't mess up their metrics. So like, very interesting. Like that was, if you, it would be interesting to see what your conversion is of someone visiting your website versus seeing them walking into your store. The store conversion rate's about probably 99%. That's what I was going to say. It's got to yeah, be like 100%. I mean, once you see the cookies, who's going to walk but, out? I mean, Amanda and one. Pike, they walk in and ask if they could use the bathroom. Or they'll say, I'll be right back, just need to use the bathroom. And then the retail cust- the retail employee will go back to the back to finish what they were doing. And then they'll sneak around. The person, the customer will sneak around and just go outside. So we should lock mm. the bathroom. Or well, the retail should just wait until they're, they're back because so they're going to order. Maybe your retail store isn't a conversion rate calculation. It's what's your order value mm-hmm. of what's every customer What's your AOV of every person in. walking in? Because like I you mean, said, we I would have, imagine I mean, it's got to be 99%, if not 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, For sure. I think... We have if we're out of a flavor, somebody might walk out. Yeah, okay. Like I want to follow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. When I have yeah. my heart set on PB and J, I yeah. want my PB and J. Yeah, exactly. That's always yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that one's definitely there. Not great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. I mean our average order value. I mean I know last year our Mannheim Pike the per the highest single customer I think was eighteen hundred dollars. And it one. One year. customer walking in. Oh, oh, in, in a, a year. year. Oh, in okay, year. okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, his year, and then after that, it was like we had a lot of thousands customers. Yeah, okay. And then we have people spending five hundred. But like, I would imagine that as we grow, our average, our metrics will look a lot like Starbucks, kind of. You know, like I think their average order va- average customer value is, or lifetime value is like seventeen thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hate Starbucks. That's why I own stock in Starbucks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and, and that funny thing is that's $17,000, $5 at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Well, our employees have one every, every day. Every day. Every day. Which it's is crazy. crazy. The less you make, the more you drink you must, Starbucks. You must mm-hmm. pay them a lot if they're getting Starbucks every <laughs> single day. Jeez, I mean, dude. I think we pay pretty well. But <laughs> I mean, my little sister We're not drinking drinks, Starbucks no. every day. My little sister drinks Starbucks all the time, and she does not have... A ton of money, and I've noticed that the less money that you have, Gen the more Gen you drink Z Starbucks. Has to have yeah. Starbucks every day. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, yeah, I, but but I love that because that means that Taylor Chip will be part of the mm-hmm. Gen, Gen. What's the alpha, is it Alpha after? I don't do the. I don't know. It sounds political. I stay away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 Super demographic. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It still sounds, uh, sounds too political. I don't know. Because <laughs> you're Gen Z, right? No, 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 millennial. Millennial. millennial? Yeah. What does Come Gen on. Z start after ma- a year oh, after? Oh, right there, Isaac Scott. He's, guy. he's a millennial. He he gives hope to the world, though. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't have guessed that you were still in school. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. I Would you guess I was still in school? Yeah. Like middle school, <laughs> <laughs> just because you have the baby face. Yeah, I know. I you shave. haven't been. You haven't been 
aged and weathered yet. Yeah, not yet. You don't even have gray hair yet. Not yet. We aren't working them hard enough. Apparently. Oh, yeah. This is my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, but with the Starbucks argument, the competitor is Dunkin', and Dunkin's customer service is terrible, and their product sucks. Well, that's is, why we have so coffee. So they'll always win. But is the, do you think... I, I don't drink either of them. Is the Starbucks customer and the Dunkin' customer the same? No. I wouldn't think so. Our no employees way. drink them interchangeably. Mm. Then yes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but well, the, I, I would have said no. Because to me, to Starbucks... To me, would be no, too. But I've seen yeah. it in here. They'll get either one. I wonder if it's like the person who's going into the Starbucks is the one that's going to sit down with their apple and read. <laughs> Why they got the apple? Yeah. This is very specific. I've never walked in. I've never walked into a Starbucks that someone wasn't on an apple computer. Oh, oh, that kind of apple. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like walking with a physical apple. Oh, what? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Come on, really? But yes, Here Starbucks Starbucks people also own MacBooks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like it's a it's a cultural thing to do uh -huh. versus where Duncan is like I'm just going to get my coffee. Yeah, yeah. Duncan is definitely I'm going to get my sweet cream sugar laden water, brown water. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And there's actually a if you ever watch the History Channel, the food that built America, uh -huh. a super show. interesting show. And it's actually Starbucks versus Duncan, and that was one of the big things. Duncan started as actually a coffee shop that you sat down at. When the new CEO came in in the 70s or 80s, he ripped the whole thing apart and had it as a line where you walk in, get your coffee, and get out. Yeah. It was a very deliberate change in the structure of their business. Yeah. But they still have sit-down stuff. They do. Yeah. But that was... Very a, limited. Very limited because... You can only sit there if you have a MacBook, too, I think. <laughs> no, no, that's... No, that's Starbucks. That's Starbucks. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> 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 you think Duncan people have MacBooks? Come on. No, not not a chance. And I've never actually <laughs> what seen. What do you mean? What, you don't know. I mean, I drive by. <laughs> I look. <laughs> I look. The MacBook. I, I, just to see who's there, you know? Yeah. These guys don't even have a MacBook. I'm looking at it. No, HP. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a MacBook. I'll spend $300 on a computer. I sp well, the you, all stuff? you need is Excel. That's right. That's all I need is Excel yeah. and the internet. I spent eight, eight $900 on the computer I used to do video editing yeah and i only do video editing on that thing yeah don't don't let him try to convince you a 900 laptop will do the job it okay. kind of does no uh, it does i yeah, actually with a two-person podcast with no audio it's mixing. still super slow though uh-huh yeah see hear that he even says. i would consider getting a mac and it speed this crap up <laughs> yeah. uh yeah macs are macs are super annoying because you have to learn them no yeah oh, there's no right click Oh, yes. I don't no, know. I, would, I jumped from PC oh. to Mac seamlessly. I felt like really? it was a pretty much the same. Yeah, you're younger than I am, though. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> By, like, what, 20 years or something? I don't know. Nine, apparently. <laughs> Is it really? Wow. Yeah. Wait, you're 39? Uh, in June, I'll be 39. Jeez. Yeah. Man, I wonder where I'll be at 39. I don't know. On a yacht? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I mean, well, let's just hope I didn't go bankrupt at some point before that. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. What, Disney was four. Depends how much Cameron wants to spend on top of funnel stuff. <laughs> yeah, there Come you go. Camp. I'm telling you, you're sleeping on it. <laughs> I'm not sleeping on it. Our finances, our, our bank account's sleeping on it. What's going on? So how did you guys get from zero to a million? Because 
We Taylor Tripp started with ads. How did you guys really get going? I would say our big break was a really big influencer. Mm-hmm. We did one influencer campaign. We paid $1,500 for a story series. And, and it, it took you three weeks to convince me oh to yeah, do that. Oh, yeah, it took me a long time to convince me to do that. I in believe what, it. In 24 hours, she generated like 18000 so mm-hmm. before this podcast, you asked me what what not to talk about. That was one that of the was things I told you not to mention. Why? Well, because so successful. Because they paid fifteen hundred dollars and got fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, back. that's not real. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, no. She doesn't convert like no. that anymore. No, she doesn't. Uh, no. She's still an awesome. Oh, but what, her, like, but what was that initial conversation like? Who approached who? I approached her. And how did you find her? She had, at that point, she had about 275,000 followers on Instagram. Right. So she was really securing herself in the wellness niche, and mm. she was sharing products in her stories. Mm-hmm. So I told her about the candle. Yeah, you know, 1,500. And she got it. She did a story post or a feed post? She did a story post. 18,000 on a story post is just like, Kim Kardashian couldn't do that. She <laughs> couldn't do think, that now. Not now. No, I mean, we did, we had a great influencer um, not success story. Uh, it was like this c- comedian who was pregnant, and you know, she just had like, she was like a Facebook type of like comedian. And she had like over a million people on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Are you with us? I had just started. She had like over a million people on Facebook, and she just posted about ordering our cookies, and our website crashed. Mm. Like literally, we got like ten thousand dollars in orders. And just like, and then our website just crashed because it was like, I swear, like she put, I swear, like there had to been 25% of her audience that just went to our website at once. It was wild. And we tried to get her to like, like, Hey, like we'll pay you. (laughs) And she just never responded to us. She was just like, and I don't even know who she is now. I we would probably, probably able to find the post on the community section, but, um, well, yeah, yeah this, this that's in, like rare. It's super yeah. because this influencer now, when she did it, she had two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. She's pushing she, a million. Yeah, she's close to a million and we now. Won't, she doesn't convert like that. Nothing. Anymore. No. no, because yeah, I mean, eight hundred thousand are fake. No, just kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> no they're just un- <laughs> so. What 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 ha- what's happening now from the big perspective is Facebook or Meta. I can say what one thought. Um, they want their money. Mm-hmm. And no, everybody, and so influencer marketing was still relatively good up until up until mid twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think we had our big break in twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, twenty twenty. You could you could yeah. sell a, yeah, a cigarette it's, it's early for a hundred dollars and yeah. make it. But yeah. But mid twenty twenty one is when every when all the ads got very expensive and so people just started dropping off and going to influencers yep so that's also when the algorithm changed so that their the influencers are their stuff is not going to be shown um you often set that notifications turn on or like every page for every single post for somebody to, for them to show up on your feed and so their stuff is not getting shown anymore because instagram facebook meta they want their money and so they're not going to make an influencer a better deal than theirs, and they're the ones that control of that. Yeah, right. That's uh, an. That's, in my opinion, no, I've that's an interesting that. insight because yeah. 
I think too what happened is people got greedy. Well, that. yeah. Oh, influencers uh, are drunk. Yeah. Yeah, they are super drunk, and they're <laughs> and they're spreading a net too wide beyond their their yeah. purpose and their yeah. why. So, for example, like I'm follow, I follow a lot of pilots and private pilots and general aviation people, and when they're selling something that is specific to aviation. I'm interested in it because, yeah. oh, that's a piece of aviation. You're an aviation guy and you're selling something aviation. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But it feels then authentic. It feels very authentic mm-hmm. and it's very applicable to why I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. But then when they start selling shoes. <laughs> well, you need the, good grip when you're Pumas. Yeah, oh, like Pumas. when you're taking off, man, yeah. the turbulence can get pretty rough sometimes. Right. But yeah. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. That has nothing to do with flying. Well, and I think where everything's moving and going to continue to move is if an influencer actually has weight behind what they have, so they have a large enough audience, they're not going to mess with us. They're building their own product. That's exactly. And so you have. That's what that's what, said this year. Yep. That's exactly what's yeah. happening. Yeah. So and and that's going to continue to happen, mm-hmm. and that's going to be the best conversion for them, mm-hmm. and the best conversion, and and so companies are. Out of the mix, which you know, you could you could look at 2020 and you could see that oh, this is way too good. Life is too good. This is not going to last. Which is why, like, we brought on camera and we were like, we want to build out like our YouTube, our right, our stuff, and like and like we need to become our own influencer. Mm-hmm. The land of milk and honey is drying up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. right. And it's always gonna. I think, like, I have a friend that has a niche in like forex right now trading okay. and they're getting like 50% returns on the month every month their their portfolio is growing by 50% so they're day trading forex yeah yep okay. yep but they have a very good niche or like a, a, a an a, an edge are you sorry did you say crypto or forex forex yeah yeah, okay. yeah and they have a very good edge i don't know what it is of course but then but they're just blasting it as hard as they can knowing that it's going to go away soon so i as Part of what I used to do was I used to hedge Forex because okay. I traded in GBP and Euros. Yeah. And so I would always hedge Forex. The trouble with Forex is there's no market close. Forex changes. Yeah, it goes all the way. It over. trades 24-7. Yep. And so you have to always be on, and the market dynamics in Forex is everlasting. Yeah. Something in Africa can impact Europe, and if you don't know everything that's going on in the world and currencies being tied to one another— yeah. You can lose so much money and you don't even know why. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to have an edge and you have to stay in that vein yep. and trade that vein only. Yep. Because then yeah. you get in trouble. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's, but uh, nothing lasts forever. Yep. Like when we're, when we were, I mean, when I was spending a thousand dollars on ads and making back 12,000 every day, <laughs> I was like, this is, <laughs> this is great. Let's keep growing. And I think, um, Sarah was always the brakes on that because she was like, no, this will end. I'm like, well, I'm telling you, it's not going to end. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like, glad the influencer bubble's bursting because I was getting a little sick of their rates. They're right. astronomical. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Said, they're drunk. They're, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, get, a, get over yourself. Yeah. Like, we have to make money, too. Yeah, well, we have to make anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think that's... um. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. Too. Yeah, <laughs> personally. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't know there because there's always going to be a Starbucks or like you know, there's always going to be some some Cameron in charge of top of funnel stuff at some big company that mm-hmm. has an unlimited budget to Spending spend. The money. 
Well, and that's where you look at it. You ask me for. Yeah, I don't camp. know what I don't know what he's saying half the time. Poor camp. <laughs> I don't know this what he's saying. I'm just trying to be the camp. cool kid. No, he's great. The business the business has to be the cool I, kid. Oh no no, Cameron has completely. Cameron this, has this dead mouse or whatever it's called. He's not getting in my mouth. <laughs> dead cat. <laughs> Cameron has actually like done every idea that he has is a is a viral worthy well. Not every, but a good <laughs> bit of his ideas are, are like viral. Like, why we knock on doors? Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, that's so stupid, Cameron. I would never do that. And then we went and did it, and it was great, and it blew up. Right. And uh, now we did cook, went to review cookies. That was his idea. And uh, and now I'm saying we should get into the UFC, and it's taken forever for you to say yes. No, I'm. De- I already said. I do yes. have your card though, so I could just do it, and and then I could just show you that it works. I said, yeah, just like we. Sp- yeah. No, I <laughs> I said That's, there's a little bit of nervousness in that laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said yes. But we have to open I said once our other location is open and yep. we're profitable okay, at yeah. that location, we're doing the, the UFC stuff. We're on our way. On our you way. watch UFC? Yeah. I watch oh, yeah. I watch Actually, the he, I watch the a big games. Boy. He just wants to be <laughs> <laughs> I watch the big games. Yeah. Yeah. All the I mean I love combat sports because of how we have so many prize fighters and they sell the fights all the time. Like that's really cool. We have so many UFC people that are awesome that share our cookies like naturally yeah anyway and so it makes sense which is weird we're oddly enough it actually makes sense i believe him so whose idea was it to go to the super bowl on a cookie i think we we were we it was it was we were, we were kind of just like talking about where a cookie could take us because we want to yeah. get to the rock and where a cookie can take out. us is my idea right is that my idea you can say no i don't think so but remember because you're the one that posted about I the rock. I wanted to get you the posted about the rock. Yeah. Why yeah. the rock? I don't know. Because he had, he likes cookies. He had tweeted <laughs> one day. He had tweeted one day that he likes cookies more than the Cookie Monster. So oh. then I just photoshopped a cookie into the rock's mouth or hands, and I'm like, and I posted on our Instagram, told people to just to like tag the rock because I wanted to get cookies to the rock. Have you thought on your flow wrapper putting Taylor Chip on it and branding your flow wrapper? <laughs> Did you know when Milton Hershey would find a Hershey bar wrapper on the sidewalk, he wouldn't pick it up to throw it away. He'd pick it up to flip it over so that Hershey was present on it and leave it on the ground. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. That's like me sticking the Taylor chip box in a yeah. New York City trash yeah. can. Which I think is a, <laughs> I I, which I think is a great <laughs> video in itself. It is. Like taking Classic. a taking Taylor chip box, boxes thousands of boxes in trash cans. all over New York City. Because <laughs> what's a box cost? A couple bucks? No, like twenty cents, twenty six cents. Oh wow, okay. So not that one. China's yeah, yeah. China special. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. But um, that's cheap advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're. we're as long as I think we're gonna do that. Fine. I th- what? No, it'll be in the trash can. Oh, that's fine. On yeah. top. Perfect. In the trash can. Look, you have no problem spending their money, but if I would do something like that, you'd be like, no. It's only it's only like thirty cents a box. Yeah, well, when we have thirty cent boxes, you can do that. Why don't you have 30 cents boxes? You should have we don't even have boxes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, why don't you brand box? No. So the, the whole thing, we spent six figures on a flow wrapper, essentially. That, machine, right? Yeah. Yeah. That um, uh, we were advised by a guy who just said he knew what he was doing, but didn't know what he was yeah, doing. They're scary. And, um, you know, had a whole company about automation and blah, blah, blah. And everything he touched, he broke. Mm. <laughs> 
And uh, nice guy. He was great at electric. Um, and, that, and he was good at electric. And he was good at electric. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So like, like for instance, this machine that he spent a long time working on. I went in there, and in eight hour session, I knew how to work it. Yeah. After like, I, I'm like, why didn't I do this like two months ago? But I was just so busy last year because the baby and all that stuff that yeah, I was yeah. like, I need to hire somebody for this. Let me find a reputable person. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so we had a flow wrapper that was working and it just, it was so unreliable because he did all the tooling for it and it was just custom and it was just crazy. And I don't know what he did because, yeah. And um, so anyway, so we got rid of that flow wrapper and we just got another one that landed about a month ago. And I think there was just a communication thing because my team I don't have a mechanic per se, mm -hmm. but we have our driver who also does mechanical things. And then we have our teams, but I don't know where this stuff, because I'm not at Intercourse a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this stuff is. So we have our wrapper design ready to go and everything. Um, this new wrapper just, when you order things from China, it's $3,000 instead of 60, mm -hmm. but their manuals are lackluster yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's like you figure uh, one to three months of just trying to sit there and figure out the machine and usually like i'll go in and figure it out with somebody and then usually we can get it running and i know they have it running now um but the, now we have our test roll was too small so we need a larger test roll because the the seam keeps coming out from the heat element and then um we have we actually got a a data printer as well um, so it'll print so like like because we have to print our ingredients on everything yeah. and we we're doing one skew with a blank on the back to print ingredients on Smart. but we needed like the the thermal ribbon printers yep and so then we just they hey, can't figure out how to mount it and there's no good instructions from China and then once it's mounted, but it's almost all it's almost all ready and it's right. like this whole setup that's like sweet and it'll work but I just need to spend like a two days there, but I'm also building like six locations. So I'm kind of like always at capacity and I just haven't gotten over there in like a month. Uh, I think that's kind of where we're coming into now because before last busy season, I was still pouring candles mm. and in you were basically floor manager. Yeah, I was manager. floor manager. And I mean, I would did everything from I mopped the women's bathroom when it flooded to pouring candles to breaking down boxes like yeah. i did everything yeah and that you, was just you three did months all the ago bitch work. yeah i did <laughs> yeah. i literally yeah. three months ago i was in the dumpster smashing down boxes to make them but fit. that's also your fault because you don't no, actually delegate to our employees right. to do yeah. it yep 100 so i blame right. you i blame myself too yeah. but i think with Eric. it with saying now that we have a gm and I'm not on the floor all the time. It's amazing what it allows you to do. Well, when we like, hired her, we forced you to go home because you were they just let complicating things. <laughs> yeah. I got good. fired from my own position. That's great. Which is great. Yeah. Because it has allowed us to work on the business a lot more. Yeah. And I've always been fortunate enough. And I think that's like our key to success a lot is I've always only worked on the business. Mm -hmm. Never worked in it. And that was because Sarah was always working in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were times where I had to help for <laughs> sure. But um, and so that's why we're able to grow. And so like for me right now, we're not growing. We're at a standstill mm -hmm. because 
I'm sick of overpaying for ads. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm fine with taking market share with ads, but, but I have a, we have a great ad strategy for our local stores that work in, that works incredible. And so we just need to grow retail. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, at first I was like, we'll grow one at a time. But then Hershey took with almost a half a year longer than it was supposed to, to open. And so then I'm like, this is too slow. Cause then we have to wait. We have to wait to pay back Hershey, which we did in the first month. Mm -hmm. So we were clean and clear first month after we opened there. And then we went to, we were like, we're going to open up in New York. And then New York has just been taking ever since then. And we're still not open there. Is that permitting issues? Landlord, 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 lawyers and losers. (laughs) (laughs) Not unique to any one location, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. And so we have, so I'm like, well, this is, we can't live, we can't grow like this. Mm -hmm. So now we have It grows every day. Seven in the pipeline. Location. Seven. If you include the facility, yeah. centralized manufacturing facility. And so we have, but then we hired Greg, shout out Greg, uh, to help us. Is that uh, who I met yesterday? No, John. I met John, John. yesterday. Yeah, yeah John. Um, we had him uh, help us. Help us. He's helping with the automation and the creamery, and he comes from uh so he's oh, cool. he uh, he already w- does the high temperature short time and and all that stuff and already familiar with that and then we sent him through the Penn State uh, ice cream short course as oh, well cool. and so we're good to go on that he's like leading that and then we're also bringing him over to do more help me with more of our stores and then we have an architect in house that we have building our stores and then we, ha- we use the same contractor every time so our contractor can flip a store as long as all the equipment stuff is there flip it in like two weeks wow. and so we can open it so we can open it the only piece that was missing was like we can really only open like two at a time with cash flow and so to feel confident about building out our pipeline we needed some sort of backing with your centralized location of the dough baller because i got the privilege to go do everything at your shop yeah have you looked at franchising like is that has that been a thought in your mind where yeah. you can sell your dough balls to the franchise? We could. Uh, I don't. It's our we're we're way too profitable to franchise. Okay. In my opinion, so you franchise for you franchise for speed. Mm-hmm. So like you do crumble like mm-hmm. crumble for instance franchise and they suck. Okay. That's why they do, <laughs> they. do they make their dough in house each no, one? No, they, they, they force their force their uh, people to make it. So their franchisees have to make everything. Yeah. Okay. Right. But they have a horrible product. So their whole thing is just go, go to market first, be there first, yeah. get the, get all the hype, and exit. The founders will exit at five billion, two billion, whatever, whatever. the whatever they're at. Okay. I don't know that, but I'm sure they're planning their exit, right? And so. Because they're like going to be a Subway or Quiznos or something mm-hmm. like that, versus Chick Fil A. You have the Chick Fil A model yeah. that is, I believe we're building the best brand in the world. I believe in my product and I believe in what we're building. We don't need to be the first to market, mm-hmm. and we're way too profitable to actually officially franchise. And so that's where I stand. I think one, uh, we're do we'll do basically it's like one hundred fifty thousand to start a store. Okay. And because of our marketing and how we do our marketing, we're, we're 150 to start a store. And that store, if we're in a bad location, will get us a little over a million the first year. And if we're in a good location, it'll be like up to 2.5. So have you looked at what the cost difference would be is, okay, you say your store is 150 to build out. Is it build out that 
that price because they're not manufacturing dough there. They're yes. just making it. Yeah. We don't have any equipment. We have, so that includes equipment and everything. Right. So just that's, ovens, right? Yeah. It's just ovens. Right. Yep. So that's why centralized manufacturing, it, vertical integration for us is everything. Yeah. That's huge. Cause our, well, your quality of your ingredients is, oh, yeah. sets you apart. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And you can control that with your central manufacturing yep. piece. Yeah. And that's where it's okay. And control the consistency too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You have everything. Your yep. variable is time in the oven and temperature variation between store to store yeah. and maybe, okay, weather. Right. But yeah, you bit, have control but... of the important part. Yep. Yeah. So we can go into Rittenhouse Square and have an, a massive facility at 900 square feet and, it, and have tons of seating, a full experience because our kitchen's so small. Right. And so, and that is why, like, and, um, and it's also just a new age. Like, like McDonald's franchised because they have, like, their margins and their profit is, like, crazy good. Mm -hmm. Their restaurants do, you know, up to six, seven million in a year. And <clears throat> there's no reason, I think, I think if McDonald's entered the market right now, was starting right now, they wouldn't have franchised. Maybe they would have. I don't know. But in my mind, their cost is maybe it's because of the store cost, and they're a leasing company, really. Yeah, so yeah. But for us, uh, for us, it makes sense to never franchise because of our store cost, and so we're able to move super quick with that, especially because we're making our ice cream in one centralized place. Well, not hopefully it'll be like a thousand centralized places eventually. To me, that seems like an attractive franchise like that to me is something i'd be super interested in because you are handling the most complicated part of the recipes yes you're handling all all i got to do is buy my dough ball from you put it in the oven and i got a tailor chip cookie i can sell yeah i guess and i guess after we open more and more stores we'll maybe have more information to decide if we want to franchise or not but in my opinion i'm like why would i take eight percent when i could make 35 percent net what's your cost difference look what do you mean I mean, if you're making 8% times, but you can put... Times, times, forever, yeah. Yeah, your volume is 80 times. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm That's not an accountant. Thing. Maybe uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I look at it from like, I look at things from like brand equity, brand control. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I mean, we, like if one thing, I'm meeting with a guy about maybe franchising like Costa Rica. Yeah, okay. And like Dubai. I want to be in Dubai. But I then wanna... you have to be careful with your ingredients again, right? <laughs> because your recipes just in Taylor trip moving to Dubai. <laughs> yeah, That'd be sweet. Yeah, but I bet you a peanut butter and jelly cookie doesn't sell in Dubai like it does here. Probably not. No, it's probably it's probably all different. There's so many different well, variables. Yeah. You go to China and durian fruit is everywhere. Ugh, yeah, that stuff's terrible. Yeah. Can you imagine making a durian cookie here? I have no idea what that is. Oh, have you never had durian? Oh, look it up. It's horrible. But <laughs> we have a very similar. Overall, from my business research as a non-accountant and someone who barely made it through ninth grade. Um, hey, I almost failed high school, so. <laughs> That's, uh, I, I did. I failed algebra three times. I did feel. Wow. Uh, I failed second grade twice, and so the third time's the charm, but they passed me through. Nice. <laughs> I had to take an extra year of preschool. <laughs> or sorry, wait, no. I, I said that wrong. I failed second grade, and I did it twice. But the third time is the charm, so I still don't know how to spell. That's basically. I'm horrible at spell. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to numbers. Where where do you guys sell other than your website? Do you have ninety percent of our businesses? Yeah, our website. Yep. Really? Yes. Yep. 
So none of the boutiques are really. Ten well, percent is Whole. Foods. Why don't you do? Why aren't you in Whole Foods? Why aren't you in Whole Foods? Oh, I asked him the other day why he's not in in grocery stores. No, I don't want to do salt and sprays. Yeah. Why? Stocking fees, rotating stock, all of it. Oh, uh, that's where you're wrong. Yeah. That's where you're wrong. We, yeah. had, we had the opportunity to go into a major, major retailer. They yeah. wanted a 70% margin. They wanted a 70% margin. 75%. 75% margin. Free shipping, first fill, and they could return anything for at any time for any reason. There was no way we would have made any money. 100%. Yeah, that is true. Was it because you why? were a smaller fish at that point? No, that was last year. You know why? It's because you haven't done enough top of funnel stuff. It's also because we can't tell our story well enough at a store like that. So yeah, but that's that's where you're missing. I think um, I think you guys will do wholesale or should do wholesale at some point. Maybe not yet. We do. We do ten percent wholesale. Or or sorry, of our uh, grocery retail. stores, retail. Yeah, large retail. Larger retail at some point. I think you should. Um, and even if you just start out locally at like Whole Foods, they're actually really good to people. We we tried when they first opened. They asked they us, yeah. yeah, if they would, if we would go in, and we didn't have barcodes yet on our product. Well, go back to the same people. We did, and now what do they? And say? Won't talk to us. Ah, uh, which one? Which one? The local one yeah, there? The one right here, right when they open. Oh, yep. Well, you have. I mean, buyers reach out to me every like six months from Whole Foods. Yeah, I I have zero you desire should. to do retail. Well, zero desire. I can't can't convince. That's okay. But <laughs> I have a desire for it. Yeah, what I I'm saying is, at some is point we're going to need to acquire in, new customers. In five years, what? ten years, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. when you have demand, it's basically about like you're not going to ever have to pay a slotting fee if Target has all of your stuff, right? And Whole Foods also wants it. You're going to say if you want it, here's the price, right? And so that's that's the. The key is just getting in the first one and not asking to be getting in, but being asked to come in. That makes sense. And so building out the top of funnel was huge for that because it's just like people are going to go. Because then you, like, if you have a, like, for instance, your podcast, like, if your podcast has 100, 300, 400,000 listeners, you know, or 4 million listeners, you can just tell 4 million people to go to their little grocery store and say, hey, where's, where's your product? Or, you know, give them a script. Yeah. And just... Well, so I guess in that vein, we just launched on Amazon a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And looking at all of our all of our margins, when we sell online, we're get 60 to 65 percent margin. Mm-hmm. On Amazon, that drops to 25 to 30 percent after Gross. all the fees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gross yeah. margin after all the fees. And it's OK. That's really hard. We talked about that for probably about a year. And it's now towards the point of, all right, we're not going to look at it as this is our growth avenue. This is our customer acquisition avenue that we are actually getting paid to acquire new customers. Because candles are very tactile in that I want to smell it. I want to know what I'm smelling. I want to know what it smells like before I buy and commit to it. Mm-hmm. Where when you're buying it from us and it's a $20 candle plus $8 shipping, that's an expensive try. Where Amazon, it's one click, 20 bucks, free shipping. Wait, awesome. your price is lower on there? No, it's more. Okay. It's like $2 more expensive. Yeah. But that commitment to them. Why is your margin that low? All the fees associated with it. Uh, okay. Yep. Because free shipping. 
Amazon takes a piece, and then we have a consultant that takes a piece. Do they become your customers then after mm -hmm. you sell? You have yeah. access to their email and all that? Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so either. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. But we no. also have. We've also been very strategic on what we've put on there. So right. not every SKU is available. Our best selling. Yeah. Stuff. Yep. So if you want to try something different, you have to come to our store. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's how. I mean, we're looking at Amazon right now, and we're just gonna put on. We're gonna put, um, on like bundles. Sure. And then if you want to select your own, you gotta come. Yeah, to come us. to your store. Yeah. yeah, and then it's your customer. Yeah. So Amazon's I think it's a good avenue. Well, the consultant yeah. came to us and said there's about twelve hundred people a month searching for you on Amazon and mm -hmm. other candle companies are scalping your name as a search term. Yeah, people are right. paying for Fontana on Amazon as a search so term. It's like we have to be there now. Mm-hmm. And we have. We've gotten 25, 30 sales in the last week and they've a half, and they're new all new customers. customers. They've oh. all bought one or two items. Nice. Yep. Wow. So, fortunately, our returning customer rate is, on average, 35 to 40%, yeah. which is awesome. And yeah. then we got this where we're making money on new customer acquisition. Yep. Mm-hmm. And That's huge, to yeah. make money on new customer acquisition. Yeah. That's huge. Rather than paying $30. Yeah. We're getting paid $10. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Paying $10 per new customer. Getting paid $10. Get, or getting paid $10 per new customer. Yep. You should be able to scale to a million yep. new customers, no problem, because you're profiting $10. And that's been one of our things. We've been very deliberate in, in, in our throttling our growth. Yeah. We, we probably could have done 1.5 last year. more than double every year. Yep. Why? Because we know a lot of businesses that have failed gone down the shithole because they grew way more than they could handle so for example we just had an issue with a new product we launched that quality issue happened we had 50 60 items go out wrong so okay two thousand dollar error that's nothing when we first started that would have put us out of business so if we would have quadrupled and that two thousand dollar error would have been sixty thousand dollars i can't handle that so by scaling our growth and throttling our growth, any errors that happen, we can absorb. And so we've been very deliberate. I'm a move fast and break things type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the accountant in me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's stressful. Yeah, throttling your growth sounds stressful. My my broker was like, or realtor was like, all right, we have like six stores. Are you sure you want to keep doing more? Maybe we should see how these work. And I like, think our growth's very sustainable, though. Yeah, like, yeah I definitely. Sleep at night. I don't worry about I don't, money. I don't like, sleep at night, but oh, I do. <laughs> I fortunately don't worry about money, but I don't sleep like, at I night. I feel like the hardest part in scaling has just been the employee aspect. That is. That's oh, been our struggle. I mean, that was our hardest thing last that's, year. That's how many employees struggle. you got now? We automated a lot of ways, yeah. so we're like probably forty active right now or something like maybe maybe 35 40 mm. active Which we were at like 60 some yeah i thought you when i visited you you were at about 60 or maybe 55 yeah. or something. when somebody quits we don't rehire yeah and that's just um economy uh automation and just like people aren't worth it yeah. like people don't want to work so why would i hire you yeah it's true it's it's super hard we're we very picky with who we hire now that's good we have we have 
I'd argue one of the best teams. Oh, I love our team I've, right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we do too. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, we have the better team. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like no, there's no no doubt in that that we have the better yeah. team for hey, sure. Buddy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You're like Maryland's not yeah, here. She'll, she'll beat take you up. You up. <laughs> but it's very it's it's so important and I say this to them all the time of when Katie and I started this, I always dreamed about having this business be so big that, you know, I could buy my dream plane and our beach houses and all that stuff. As we've gotten more and more employees, I care less and less about that. Mm. It's I need this business to be here for them because they rely on this as a paycheck. They love coming to work. They just walked out the door and said, you know, I don't really care about Mondays anymore. I kind of like Mondays. Yeah. And that means everything. Yeah. I love that we have a spot and a business that those people they love want that to be and here. they want to be here. Yeah. And they care. They call it their candle company. Yeah. I love it. And that is 100% what we're going for now. Our, our one team member lost his relative or brother or something. It was, mm -hmm. but I don't interact with him, but Jess went out and bought like a thing. Our manager went out, it was there yesterday, went out yeah. and bought something. So like, I was just like so thankful that she took yes. the initiative to do that because. Well, and that, and that comes from you and Sarah and that that's a top down leadership thing. Yeah. You empower Jess to be able to do that for the employees. And that's yeah. a top down thing. Yeah. Cause like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever the, the number is. Compared to having somebody that actually shares, I think like one of my friends just quit after working somewhere for like 40 years mm -hmm. because she, or 30 years or 40 years, because she had a surgery where she was out for six weeks and no one even said, how are you doing? Wow. At her job. And so she, she put in her two weeks as soon as she went back. Yeah. She's like, just I like, make sure when I get here every morning yeah. to go around. Yep. Good morning to everyone and ask them how they're doing. Yep, like, right. I can't just sit at my desk, desk and start working. Nope. Like, yeah. I have to check in with everyone first. And I hope we can continue to do that when we have 30 people. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's where yeah. it gets hard. Because right. you yeah. can't do it. I can, yeah. you physically, right. I don't know all of our staff because no. No, right. you can't, I can't, but our managers do. Sure. And I talk to our managers more and more and try to, and, and just make sure they, right. Like I love talking with our managers, and I also love working from home because then I actually get a ton of work done. I'm I'm 100 with you. <laughs> um, I, like, I it's it's uh, tough. I get distracted, but it's super beneficial. You have to. I have to do it anyway because I'm just too ADD to be working around like everybody. See, I yeah. get more ADD at home. Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, and then you have customers. If I'm working at Manheim Pike or something, most times you'll have people come in. Yeah. And talk. Yeah, yeah. Want to talk, say they like your videos. Yeah. That's why we keep our door locked. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. I love, yeah. I love that as well. Um, right. But it's just a matter of like like time and capacity. Uh oh, we're running out of time. What? Uh -oh. What's uh -oh. that? Oh, okay. That could die at any second. Oh, okay. Okay. Wrap it up. Is that what that means? No. Well, uh, well, we can change our battery. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, when do you have to leave? Um, my, my wife said to be home at 3.30, okay, but here, that's here, not here, realistic. Uh, I, I that, didn't respond to that. Switch, that. switch that battery out real quick. Can because, I pee? Uh, what? Can what? I pee? Well, well, we, we got a hot or not segment oh. coming, coming right up. <laughs> We've been waiting for this so, one. Yeah, let's, hot or not. Let's, uh, let's switch that camera battery out. That's not even me. Like, I don't it's do you. Me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So demanding. I know. As soon as I tell you who I picked for hot or not, you'll be ready to jump in. Yeah. Oh, you were already in on this. Can you? Yeah. Oh. I, 
I was here. You asked what to talk about. I said the influencer a hot or not thing. Oh, are we doing that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so can you wait before you tinkle? All right. So hot or not, where we where we look at influencer rates and we talk about whether they're hot or not. So what what do you guys not. have? What is the what is <laughs> the worst rate we've ever gotten? No, no, no. All right. So you gotta you do gotta, you have? So wait, this is what we'll do. They have to say it. We have to guess what it, the rate yeah, was. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So like, say the influencer. Don't say the influencer. Just say the reach, engagement rate, and like the metrics, and then I'll t- and then we'll guess the price. You know the metrics. I don't know the his reach is about a million followers. Okay. Okay, million he has followers. Several large accounts. Is this mm-hmm. the cat guy? A like million. Real, but like, can you look real? up his yeah. engagement rate? We yeah. need we need information so we can guess the rate. I'm assuming this is a not, but we're we're gonna go ahead. And no, this is definitely a not. But I have. <laughs> Wait, what's the criteria? What's what's hot or not mean? Well, like, just, would you, you spend it? the money on it? Would you spend oh, the money or not? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, uh, we need a better name for the segment. No, hot or not's perfect. Influencers, hot or not? <laughs> go no go. Maybe you should call it yellow light. Hello, green. That's my idea. I know. <laughs> Don't take it. <laughs> I'm not. This is yours. Okay. <laughs> we got our metrics. Likes per post. Likes per or okay. views per reel. That post VPR. 105,000 likes. Well, 71,000 likes. 59,000 wow. so wait, wait, likes. likes. Likes on a reel, and he has a million followers, and he's only getting a hundred or so. No, a hundred thousand likes. Hundred thousand. Oh, hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. How many views? What, what's the views on these wait, reels? What? Is that good? Yeah, that's really it's good. Ten percent engagement. Right. This one has. I'll pick one. Four hundred thousand views. And what what's his engage overall engagement rate as posted by his team? That it was go to immediate hi- no. Go to <laughs> hype audit. Go to hype audit. Yeah, this is way too much for the second. Okay, too much. I for mean, the- it's roughly eight to ten percent engagement. If he's getting if that's over true, was it eight to ten percent? If he's getting a hundred thousand likes and he has wow, my that that, then my rate increased. I'm I'm in the te- I'm in the teens. Even even the our our largest influencers we've ever gotten deals from didn't have those numbers. Yeah, I know. Like the Bachelor of the world. I'm in the teens here. I'm I'm right, I'm first. I want over under. Give me give me a over under fifteen. Under. under okay, then we're at twelve five. Under twelve five. Are, are we talking about like a, a story? A real. A real. A real. The, a, a real story combo or is it? I think it was just a real. Just a real. Then eight four. Okay. Yep. Eight thousand four hundred dollars for a real. Yep. But he's reaching four hundred thousand people. But he's reaching four hundred thousand people. But I reached six hundred. Yeah, it doesn't really al- align. Very On top nicely. of funnel, I reached six hundred thousand people for four thousand dollars. Or yeah, sorry, eight hundred thousand people. I had six hundred engagements. Eight hundred thousand people. Is that a phone? That's my phone. Oh. But, ah, uh, yeah. What yeah. killed me was his it, assistant kept reaching out, telling me about how he, like, built his custom mountain home just for the cat. And I was like, shut the bleep up. Right. Like, I don't care. What does that have to do with a candle? Right. Exactly. Back to That's my the thing only about the pilot part. selling shoes. The hell is going to buy it? Well, cat people so don't all, have So candles. his content is always outside? Yes. Uh, all nature oriented. Yeah. And it's so cat then, people who don't buy candles. 
Well, if it's he like was, hiking, if he hiking. shot indoor yeah, cat content, cats no. love cats There's, love candles. Oh, right, that's why can't cat people don't buy candles because their cats start on fire. That's is that is that a statistic? <laughs> Do we have the yeah, data? I, I told somebody told us they don't have candles because their cat caught their uh, tail caught on fire. Uh, what? Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. And they knock them off the counter. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So cat people. Yeah. That's why they buy that's where wax. Mike <laughs> thing came from. That cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a knot, I guess. Do you think Eric would spend eighty five hundred on a reel for a cat guy? No. That's a no. No, but if it was if he if he shot indoor content, I no. would. No. That's if not it was indoor content, this is my this is my problem. Even he no, wants it. No, it's about product Damn. This is why this Damn. is why we're this is why we're not 400, profitable. Four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand dollars or four hundred thousand people though. Do you think money grows on trees? He but does. So, he so does. What if you were an ice company and Alaskan promoted your ice company? Who's Alaskan? Like in Alaskan, some major Alaskan influencer promoted your ice company. Would you do it? Ice? Yeah. Like standard like, ice? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. uses ice, no? Right. Like, does he live in an igloo? But that's what I'm saying. Like, but if he lives in an igloo, then it's perfect product placement because he's like, I got this ice from Joe Schmo's ice place. You know what I mean? No, they could he just actually, go outside and get ice. Yeah, but his, follower, the, Why his followers you, aren't all Alaskan. Did you, did, have you ever heard the expression, you could sell ice to an Eskimo? I thought you, it's, you can't. Is it, you no, can if can't. you are a good salesman, you could sell ice. Live the Eskimo lifestyle. Oh, right. Buy Eric's ice or Johnny's so ice. If, or it, if this cat whatever. guy, if this cat guy was like, like this it, is going downhill really. No, but if, <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. No, Eric, we, I would, I would, I want to look at like what the engagement is like on this cat guy's account and what are, what are they actually saying? To... This, like, this is what I deal with guys. No, <laughs> you, a... talk, you talk you about, and I will get together and these two can get together. <laughs> yeah, great. And then we'll come back and we'll be broke. No, I don't know. I think, I think if he was, he shot more indoor content, I would probably push camp, for it. The vacuum makes sense it. because your cat sheds. So you need right. a good vacuum. That's yeah, but, a great placement. Yeah, but is, I would say is, yes if I was the vacuum. But are company. fragrance candles bad for cats? Bad for everybody. Okay, so you would he would just align it to his audience that like fragrance candles are bad, but these are safe for your cats. Okay, I'll say I would do it if I had a ton of money to burn. And you also so, and exactly, you also, <laughs> but I and, don't. And, and, that's and, that's and, exactly and, right. And and and. If money was no object, I want. Yes. But you guys also aren't just a candle company. So you have sprays, you have bath salts, you have True. all this other stuff. So it's like, do cats smell? You can you do a spritz. Candle. You can spritz next to the cat box <laughs> and all that stuff. That's true. You can spray on the cat litter. But There's the so answer still no. <laughs> He's got the reach, though. I think. It goes back to what you I started. Have the, you have the reach. That's what, like, so I, for I eight thousand, I would, I would split that. I would do like a four thousand dollars cash, and then the other half in in like a high affiliate commission. I wouldn't do four thousand cash. No. Okay, here's, like, we have video. Facebook uh -huh. is wild. Yeah. We've had two videos in the last month get way over a million views. That's pretty good. And we have one video where the guy was like, "Where's the hair nuts and beard? Where's the hair nets and beard oh, yeah. covers?" But we were filming at a house in a house. No, 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 no. We were no. This was from when we're, they're doing the dough bowling. Oh. And he was wearing a hair net and beard cover. Oh, so now, <laughs> there's like a hundred comments underneath this guy. One guy's comment calling him an idiot with screenshotting the guy <laughs> hair net. 
and beard and just posting it in the comment, which is helping the video to go even more viral. <laughs> nice. Because everybody hates the everybody's like this guy is so ignorant and he's just and they're just making fun of him. And so everybody sees it and they pop on. It's like a it's it's like the girl from Walmart that just went viral. Did you see that one? Oh man. Oh the one that was walking around the destroyed Walmart? No, 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 no. It was like this. It was the associated associate of the month oh, I did not at like some random Walmart. What did she do? She was just, it was just a picture of her. And it was just like, Susan was the associate of the month from some random Walmart's Facebook page. And it's just viral because people are just being like telling elaborate stories about how Susan helped them. Oh. And it's not true because it's not true. They're just like, they're just like Susan is the best. She helped me in my time of need. My, my friend, we were in Walmart and my friend got shot. And she bandaged him and still got my toothbrush. It's like things like that. And it's just the, the, the post is going viral, so now we have a post that's currently doing that, and that is free. That's very Chick Fil A, though. Like Chick Fil A has their employees, where like the guy came out and changed the guy's tire. Oh or, yeah, like, like commercials. Yeah, yeah, that's but this is for Chick Fil A. Yeah, but this is just people making fun of Susan in the most kind way possible, and it's going. <laughs> that's viral. pretty good. You gotta if I'm gonna make man fun of, I, man, like <laughs> yeah. a bandage a shot guy. It's just like crazy things like that. Anyway, and that's top of funnel, and that's free, and that's yeah, so why. So we should just stage acts of kindness, and film it. That's what we do when we give cookies away. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you know, right, one other question I want to ask. Right, right. Do you think earlier on you guys were talking about spending a ton of money on these influencers? Do you think there is a hyperinflation in the influencer market in that? where we as small companies aligned with influencers in the beginning for $1,500, got huge returns, and then all these ad agencies and the Cokes and the, and the big, big players got in and be like, $1,500 is nothing. I'll give you five grand. Mm-hmm. And it just was a hyperinflation of influencer rates. Is that how we've gotten to think, where we're at? I hope nobody, I hope for their sake, nobody said 1500 No, I'll give you five for what you just yeah, but uh, right. Yeah, but <laughs> no, yeah I know. Coca Cola, when you're an influencer and Coca Cola comes up to you and says, Hey, will you do a post for us? Oh, well, right. in 1500 the $1,500 is. Well, influencers became cool and all the large companies just bought them all. Right, up. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they all sold out, rightfully so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now the little guys, yeah. we ain't paying 10 grand. Yeah. Well, I think that goes to a whole. Which is a great ending, because we need to end it, because I know you have to tinkle. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was able to hold it now. Thank you. Uh, okay. Engaging. Um, Went back inside. Yeah. Gotcha. The whole, the, my whole thought process around all of this. Yeah. Apple recently released their code of ethics for their advertising. So Apple... Apple's advertising? Yes. Or Apple's advertising plat- on their platforms? Apple advertising on their platforms. Okay, so like our advertising on Apple's platforms? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so like like Facebook's version of it. I don't know if they're going to do it, but they released their like code of ethics, right? Okay. And, um, which is a very Apple thing that they do when they go do something new to try to explain to their customers that they're not actually doing what they're doing, right? <laughs> and so that's one thing, but I think, I think it's a two-part thing, right? So... Influencers and all these ways, there were there was this this stage of about seven years where marketing was how everyone dreamed it was. Mm-hmm. It could be, and it was at its prime, and you couldn't get any better. And what was happening was 
businesses like us were growing too fast mm -hmm. and we were taking market share. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to get conspiratorial, which is not something I've ever done. Or a word. That seems very political for you. <laughs> well, no, <yeah. laughs> I think I think Apple, so Apple said because of privacy, they made everybody opt out automatically. No one cares about that, actually. Um, it's, I think it's all about like making sure you're controlling the power as is and you're not and no one is able to take market share maintaining status quo maintaining maintaining status quo and so in the same way like influencers are getting bought up and the shift in the algorithm and how you're not getting as much reach as you used to all the time um, I think it kind of comes down to like trying to maintain status quo but I don't, I don't it never that never works there's just there's always gonna be a way to figure it out but I think you know, there was a very surefire way. And especially, like, I remember when Audi went on Facebook and everybody was like, Audi just did a Facebook ad. And I was like, dang it. Because <laughs> it was just like, things are going to get more expensive. Yep. But, like, yeah. So so what's the next influencer marketing? I mean, being your own brand is just like, like, the clear answer is just winning out organic yourself. Mm-hmm. But I don't have, I don't know, I don't know, like, there's some companies, like, there's some companies that really can, are figuring it out, and there's some things that work really well. Like, that's, that's the whole code. Oh, man, we could talk about this forever. Yeah. Like, I would love to see what Midday Squares is doing, or what they would do if they didn't take outside funding. Could they do it? No, they couldn't do it. Because they're a great personality, they're a great brand as people. Yeah. I really well, enjoy they, if they could their journey. do it without taking outside funding, they would have. I don't know. I mean, but Nick just likes that world. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not profitable. So as if as a core tenant of a non-backed company, is that you must be profitable. Mm -hmm. So, because even if we got venture capital, like I think both of us, even if we all got venture capital... Our, we would still, ha our, one of our core core foundations of our company would be we wouldn't spend their money unless we were unless it was profitable, which makes us very, uh, which, yeah. But that's why we don't take that because we we are smart enough to figure out how to do it without it. Right. So. Well, and that, with that said, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming here. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us here. <laughs> and uh, thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Cookie Profits. Where we talk about cookies? And profits. <laughs> Yo, Yo, there's... It's one. Just one beat. One beat. That's it. Try All right. again. All right. See Try it again. I hear oh, it. right so, now? Yeah. Uh, thank you for watching cookies. Wait, what are we? <laughs> okay, take three. It. That's it. All right. Yeah. See ya. <laughs>